Unfortunately, there's a common tendency when there's a domestic violence call to arrest the male. And sometimes the law enforcement agency doesn't really spend enough time trying to sort out all of the facts and details to determine who in fact the aggressor was. So sometimes when you do that and you take statements from all of the witness and hear both sides of the story, you find that the person who was seemingly the aggressor was actually acting in self-defense. And those cases are very defensible. Prison system and about post-conviction opportunities. And uh, he, as you can see, he's, he's very open and transparent and happy to share with you what he's learned. Thank you. Thank you too. A pardon is a government-issued forgiveness of a crime committed here in the state of Nevada. A pardon does not erase a criminal conviction. Only a record seal does that. But it can help you to restore your civil rights and your right to possess a firearm. In short, a pardon forgives but does not forget. The benefits of having a pardon here in Nevada for a past criminal conviction include the following. It would remove all legal disabilities resulting from a criminal conviction. Uh, it would be the only way for you to get your gun rights restored. If you receive a pardon, your prior conviction could not be used to impeach you if you testify in a criminal case. If you're looking for a job, although it doesn't erase your conviction, you can attach a pardon to a job application, which would likely remove any hindrance to getting employment. If you're not a citizen and you're having immigration issues, it will likely prevent you from being deported or denied naturalization and can restore your right to vote, your right to hold office, and your right to serve on a jury. Note, a pardon does not do any of the following. It does not overturn, seal, or expunge a judgment of conviction. There's a separate process for doing that called a record seal here in the state of Nevada. It does not relieve the duty of a sex offender to register, and it does not guarantee that an employer will hire you if you have a criminal record. I don't talk about stuff I ain't did yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just tell y'all that right now. Oh so, my and that goes for everything, though. So yeah, when I, it comes to loan, lending and, gotcha. and loans. So business loans, home loans, car loans. If you want to find out how to get it, just apply. Just use one. One hard inquiry. Mm -hmm. So you're 31 years old. And I got to ask this question, okay? Mm -hmm. You're young, fly, flashy. You know what I'm saying? Like, support, he out support black colleges. Shout out to Justin and my boy Corey. You feel me? How's the dating life? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. All right, no, it's, it's good and bad. I, tell that, you why. I mean. It's, it's good and bad, and, and we spoke on this, but we entrepreneurs is the really the, the main thing. And now, as an older entrepreneur, I can understand the frustration that women go through trying to date me. So I can immediately see the problem and tell them about What's this. What's the problem? 
The pro- issue is that the time that they need. I don't have all my time. She wants all my time, so it's definitely not going to be given to her. You got more time than the average person. Because every time I say, yo, let's go hoop, you're like, all right. I'm no, that's cap. <laughs> for the most that part. is cap. We be hooping at 8 in the Bro. morning before everything starts. And then if not, I, I'm going to miss it. Or I can just plan to go at 12. And that's even harder now. I ain't going to yes, lie. that's what I'm saying. You can plan it. Right. Well, you can plan it. I can plan things. See, that's the You've thing. you got time. That's okay. But Mitch, this, you got this time, is speaking bro. from logic, though. So you got to put, when a female is invested, it's not logic. No, no, but it's what emotion. I'm saying is, you got time, you got a staff that runs the business, you know. No, that's now. That just started. This is uh, a new thing. I, I, I was trying to, I was ripping and running for five whole years mm, by myself, right. getting a headache and ending up like Kanye with the damn brain aneurysm <laughs> because I, I understand how you can go crazy trying to run a business by yourself. So now I'm hiring staff to do everything, even go through my DMs. I'm talking about where I look at stuff and get a headache. Look, had to hire the CPA, had to hire all these people to do all my finances and books and stuff. I was doing all this stuff by myself. So now that was already prior stuff. So now newly, I'm trying to organize my life to where I can get my time back. But I understand it's a problem now also. So if I'm trying to date and I do plan on having companionship in my life, it's hard because they aren't understand. Like women, especially women that I choose to try to talk to now. That's also a problem. Maybe that's the problem. Also huh? a problem. So I choose a certain type of female, right? And this normally What's is an issue. Type, well, I don't have a type. What but type do you keep? There are. I, I I do have a, an attraction to women who are very very attractive. <laughs> so clearly they come with <laughs> they come with uh you know they with the sense All the stuff of they come with yeah they come with a sense of uh. What's the word? Privilege. Mm. And, you know, they they have a privilege that they expect things to be done for them simply because they look this way. Not no work put in for it. Because <laughs> they look this way, they you are expected to do these yeah, things. You like for that. Them. That's toxic. And that, that's not the part that I like. <laughs> the part that I like is that the the eye candy. And, you know, I'll try to to dial that back a little bit, but it's tough. <laughs> Tough for me, bro. Tough for me, bro. I'll be like, look. You can't, hey, but you like what you like, man. You can't die I'm sorry. Back, so I'm trying to, I'm in a quest to find someone who is uh, attractive in that way, right? And then attractive on the interior as well. Also difficult. And then you got to <laughs> also meet somebody who has, uh, who are understanding and can deal with an entrepreneur. Because they are, like, just imagine. Just imagine even yourself. Like, you just, you you get all the attention that you mm-hmm. want, right? And then you taking this guy who don't give you the attra- the attention that you want. So just this, these females, man, they, they get a lot of attention from the guys and that time is like, whatever they say, they snap Ooh. their fingers, do pop up. And Mitch gonna be like, oh, I got business. <laughs> so that come first and I got obligations and now I got staff and I got people that depend on me and I got goals. I want to retire my mom. Listen, man, so until you ain't I, ready for that right Until it happens, I can't, <laughs> I can't give them the time. It's just not like plan things I can do. Mm. If we plan stuff, but you also got to be understanding when a car gets stolen in the middle of the night, I'm out of here. You right, know what I right, mean? Right. Or I can't go to this place for a week randomly like you can do it. I got to schedule that out, get everything in order before I go. If I don't, then it's all haywire. When it's go, like hell's breaking loose when I get back. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So I, they got to understand that. They're not understanding. And they don't understand that I got to get out and network and socialize um, as well as what I've been Fine to get my studies. Is that yeah, something I, you want right now, or you just? I, I would love companionship. I actually, you know, I'll be trying it too. I'll be trying to go against the grain, like everything. I try to do something totally different than I ever did this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> not this year, but last year. I try to date somebody. Look, he's shaking his head. I try to date somebody that I just met, right? Without doing the background check, like not background check, but like give, vetting them. Mm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go with the energy. Let me see what how you go. off energy. Some people uh, say you should man. go off energy. Yeah, yeah, I tried it. I mean, I was just like, let me yeah, see. I, I, I always vet them. It doesn't work. I always vet them for a long period of time, mm-hmm. then decide to go ahead and make the investment. Right? This time, there are three ways that you can challenge uh, a charge for driving under the influence of marijuana. One, lack of probable cause. If the police had no right to pull you over in the first place or if you did not reasonably demonstrate symptoms of being under the influence of marijuana, we may be able to get the test results thrown out altogether. Two, chain of custody. If the police took your blood or urine, can they show that they had accurate chain of custody from the time it was taken to the time it was tested? And three, accuracy of the results. We can seek to get a sample of your blood or urine in order to retest it to see if our tests show that you met the minimum threshold amount for prosecution. A lot of people mistakenly believe that prostitution is legal throughout the state of Nevada. And that's true, except in the two counties where most people go. Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is located, and Washoe County, which is where Reno is located. NRS section 201.300 outlaws pandering, commonly known as pimping, in the state of Nevada. And what pandering is, is encouraging or forcing someone to engage in the exchange of sex for something of value. It's important to note that to convict someone of pandering, the state doesn't have to prove that sex actually occurred or that money was exchanged, merely facilitating a situation where someone is arranging to exchange money in exchange for sex would be sufficient to constitute the commission of pandering if proven beyond a reasonable doubt. So he was mayor. Let's see. Let's back that up. Served at the 107th mayor of New York City from January 1st, 94 to 2001. Central Park Fire.
So Central Park Five, that's that jogger case where a lady was raped and blamed it on the black guys. And they, they jailed those innocent black boys. So that was 89. Okay, so that happened in 89. Trump, I mean, Giuliani was mayor, became mayor afterwards in 94. I wonder how much crooked business him and Trump did in New York. How much they stole from taxpayers. Sean Lunatic, what up, what up? The haze of our lives. Peace. What's up, D from Philly? Lamont on moderated duties. Lamont, show him some love, fam. Lamont, that way, Jones, raw and uncut. Feet Funkerson. Dirty Red. What's up, Dirty Red? Miss L, the entrepreneur. I wondered, did, did Donald Trump go into a depression when he found out Giuliani got had COVID? He probably gave it to him. Yeah, he probably gave it to him. Y'all think Donald Trump still got COVID? Yeah, he probably gave it to him. He gave it to him. And, and then they got on the phone and Giuliani was probably like, <coughs> I think I got it. I think I got it. And Trump was probably like thinking, probably didn't realize how serious he was, what he was talking about. So Trump probably thought he was talking about something else. And so Trump was probably like, yeah, 
<laughs> you get it every time I come around. <laughs> you know, no, no. <laughs> I think I got it. <laughs> got what? COVID. You don't have COVID. I mean, if you would have had COVID, you know, I would have gave it to you when I we was together when I had COVID. Those nights we were together, uh, you would have had it by now. You would have showed symptoms. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something left over in the pillow. I don't know. <laughs> What's up, Rosalind Bolton? Appreciate you. Yeah. Trump product. Yeah. Well, I'll be right over. I'll be right over. No, don't come over. It's a law to profit from any type of racketeering, uh, you know, activities. And then in B, it says, it is unlawful for any person employed by or associated with any enterprise to conduct or participate in directly or indirectly such enterprise through a pattern of racketeering activity. So basically, once again, saying that if you're involved in a criminal organization, it's it's illegal for you to act on the behalf of that organization and go out and get you some money. Then C, finally, it says, it is unlawful for any person to conspire or endeavor to violate any of the provisions of subsection A or B of this code section. So, that's just saying that it's illegal for you to do any provisions that's within A and B. Now, we say all that to say, what in the world was Hood Rich Pablo Juan doing? If it's a RICO charge, that means there's more people involved, and this case is going to be crazy, man. Now, Hood Rich Pablo Juan is extra flossy, man. If you look at his Instagram you would think that he was on top as a rapper. You would think he was with the big boys. I'm talking about with the chains, the money, always shopping. And like I said before, man, we going to see this a lot, man. There's going to be a lot of rappers that are going to be out here getting hemmed, hemmed up, man. Because, check it, you just had people, mad people getting getting caught for PPP frauds trying to do unemployment frauds. I mean, check out the videos. I did a video about uh, Baby Blue from Pretty Ricky. He had a PPP scam. Who could forget Nuke Bizzle, the Memphis rapper who was living it up in L.A.? Man, dude was doing an unemployment scam. Now, a lot of these rappers are getting hemmed up because of the pandemic, man. It's a hard time for everybody, man. We all putting our pennies together, saving money, and trying to Make sure we can make it to the next day, man. That's just what goes down in a situation like this. I mean, the whole world stops, the whole world stops. But, man, these cats still want to be flossing. They still want to be getting the money. They still want to be posing for the videos. They still want to shoot videos. And one part of me understands because they're entertainers. Then the other part of me is like, man, it ain't worth it. Because if there's one thing that folks are looking for right now is folks trying to commit crime. They got all day to look for you, man. They were looking anyway. But now, I mean, there's so many, so less people on the street. So many people hunkered down. 
you're just sitting out there as a sitting duck, man. If you're doing anything illegal, stop because they're going to be like, man, oh, this fool doesn't think we see this. Like, uh, you're scamming or uh, you get money right now? Yeah, it's going to last about a week, man. Just like with Baby Blue, man, from Pretty Ricky. They said that he had uh, he had just bought the Ferrari like two or three days before that and posted it on Instagram, man. These folks are watching, man. They are watching your Instagram and all that, and people see when things don't add up. And hopefully, I'm going to give Hood Rich Pablo Juan the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully, he didn't do anything crazy. I'm going to assume the, all these charges against him are just alleged. And, man, dude was really a mistaken identity or something of that nature, man. I'm throwing him some bail, man. I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm throw him some bail here. But other than that, man, I'm going to stay tuned to see exactly how this story plays out. And I'm pretty sure I'll be doing another video on this. Now, with that, this being your boy, Big Man, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. And make sure you hit that notification bell because I keep dropping some of the hottest content on YouTube. And we out of here. Grace. Be very stigmatizing. And then we take you part three, which is the funding side of things where you can start getting credit cards and start getting loans and start doing the things that you want to do. That That's the reason why you started your credit pair in the first place, but you're not waiting two years. So trade lines are the fastest way you're going to raise your credit score. Now, once we get to the part where we're ready to add trade lines, this is another thing that I teach you inside the course, exactly how many lines you should add. What is a progression file? How many A banks should I have on there? Should I get cards that report to all three credit bureaus? I teach you exactly how to do it in here. What lines to get, when to actually get them, and then once those are on, now we've got our negatives that are being removed. We've, we've partnered up perfectly in the timing to where the negatives are being removed, the positives are being added, and now we're going to our funding source and we're starting to get 0% interest rate credit cards for the next 12 to 20 months from $5,000 to $71,000 credit limits, okay? This is a one-stop shop, okay? No other company is doing this. You got credit pair companies, you got trade line companies, you got funding companies. The credit game encompassed all three and said, you know what? Let's do the experience for the client from beginning to the end so that you can be successful and you'll see. All you got to do is just go to creditgamethelettereu.com, creditgameu.com, and look what people are saying. We've got hundreds of five-star views of people that are like, you know what? It's changed my life. Just got one on Friday. It was absolutely stunning. The dude was in the fours. He's in the sevens. It's not even been 60 days. And literally, he was able to start his company and get a, a $20,000 Navy Federal credit card already. Um, and we're talking about two months, guys. So all that being said, decision with the action. I've been in Miami for the last three or four days. Um, I haven't been able to speak to my vendor. I did talk to him this morning. And for that reason, if you guys are sick and tired of being sick and tired and having a bad credit score, but you're like, you know what? I want to go with option three where I'm ready to take action because I've made a choice to have a better life, made a choice to better my family. Then guess what? Today's your day because I've opened up two spots on the Lambo program that I haven't been able to do in the last couple of days. So we are now have available. If you want to go associate, great. But I also, for the first two people that call in, and they're going to go fast, guys, they don't last but a few minutes. 
and people calling right away, I want the Lambo. The Lambo is getting results. So if you want the Lambo, I've got two spots available right now. Um, all you got to do is call on and say Lambo program. I've already instructed my team when you call and say Lambo program, there's two spots. Once they're gone, they're gone. I don't get it. Probably about two, maybe one or two a week. Um, sometimes I go two weeks without being able to present them, but I did open up two more spots. And the reason is it's so fast and effective that most people, the urgency that people want these things, they're just, you know what I mean? And then the team's like, look, we want to start immediately on their credit repair. So the, the vendors are like, look, don't go crazy with this. This is a, this is a product that is second to none. And we want to, we want to, and you just wait till you see what happens here. First two cars can get the Lambo program today. After that, they're gone. I don't know when I'm going to get more. Um, and if you want to start with the associates to get your foot in the door and start walking before you start running, because maybe you value a little bit of money before time right now, that's okay. But the people that say, you know what, I want to value time over money because I'm ready to get this done, change my life, two spots, 904-420-7772. I'm going to show you guys how to raise your credit score 100 points in seven days. Um, just watch this video. Watch this video. Implement some of the stuff. But if you're serious about taking action, I want to hear from you. And I'm going to say what's up on the floor to you as well. So 904-420-7772. My name is Mike from The Credit Ticker. I'm here with Premier Nevada criminal defense lawyer Michael Becker. And Michael, today I want to ask you about elder abuse laws here in Nevada. And obviously we have, uh, you know, a, a sizable senior population here. And we're seeing more and more people get arrested for elder abuse. First of all, what is the legal definition of elder abuse? Elder abuse is the commission of a crime against someone who is 60 or older. And it's divided into several categories. Abuse, neglect, isolation, and exploitation. And by exploitation, I mean that would typically be like sort of embezzling money or, you know, handling grandma's accounts and kind of, you know, siphoning off money for yourself, that sort of thing. That's correct. We see those cases often. Um, the allegations are against a child or a caretaker who has access to the checkbooks or the credit cards or the ATM card, or uh, perhaps even uh, has access to the home and things come missing from the home. Now, if someone is convicted of elder abuse, what sort of penalties are they typically looking at? It would depend. Um, if there were uh, some type of neglect, that did not involve injury, uh, a first offense could be a gross misdemeanor. If you had abuse that led to physical injury, you'd be looking at a felony. With regard to the exploitation elements, the greater the amount of money that is lost or the value of the property that is taken, the more severe the crime. So it can range anywhere from gross misdemeanor charges to felony charges. So from relatively minor charges to very serious charges where someone could potentially spend years in prison. Absolutely. Now, obviously, I mean, you know, it sounds terrible, the, the whole idea of elder abuse. And, 
you know, intuitively there's nothing worse than you know, sort of harming a senior citizen. But, but as bad as that is, um, unfortunately, there are a lot of innocent people who get accused of this. And, and, and a lot of times police and prosecutors rush to judgment and, and innocent people find themselves being charged. I mean, have you found that to be the case? I, I would agree. I mean, I think we increasingly live in a society where when bad things happen, we like to allocate blame for bad things to happen. So, for example, if uh, a child who is a caretaker goes off to the store and they come back and mom has fallen and hit her head, you know, if they don't charge you for the abuse itself and say you did it, they're, they're, they're going to say, well, well, you left her home alone and you shouldn't have done so. And therefore, you, your neglect uh, created a situation where the likelihood of injury was greater. So I do think in this arena, elder abuse, you see a lot more charging that uh, juries ultimately find very questionable. And I mean, a lot of times if, if an elderly person is injured um, or, or sort of uh, not properly cared for or you know, loses, loses money, loses their nest egg, I mean, there's, it, there's, sort of, there's an outrage and there's sort of a desire to point the finger at someone. Uh, but sometimes, I mean, the finger is pointed at the wrong person. That's correct. I mean, um, for example, if something is missing and the caretaker is charged for it, you know, it doesn't mean that that caretaker had exclusive access to the home or, uh, or items belonging in the home. But sometimes the assumption might be that because they had such close access that they must have been the party involved in the exploitation of the elderly person. But the prosecutor still has to prove those charges uh, and usually to a jury uh, by the standard of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And you can't be convicted of elderly abuse if it's a gross uh, misdemeanor or a felony charge unless a jury unanimously agrees that you're guilty. And as a criminal defense lawyer, have you had a lot of success over the years in defending people who are charged with elder abuse? I have. Um, we've seen a lot of cases. Most of our cases involve uh, financial issues where there are allegations sometimes brought by battling children who are each alleging that one that 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 you know one of the children had had uh, had taken advantage of the parents. One rival sibling pointing the finger at that, the other. That's right. And um, I, I believe that we've gotten very good results in those types of cases. I'm attorney Michael Becker with the Las Vegas Defense Group. If you've been charged with elder abuse in Las Vegas or anywhere in the state of Nevada, call us at 702-DEFENSE and let's hear your side of the story. Let's see what we can do to help you get your charges reduced or dismissed. Pop Smoke became one of the hottest rappers in hip-hop in the span of just a few months. The 20-year-old rapper from Brooklyn, New York, captivated the entire hip-hop scene. 
after his unique and catchy drill songs went extremely viral online. The first Pop Smoke song to gain mainstream attention was titled Welcome to the Party, which has over 74 million views on YouTube at the time of this recording. The next successful song by Pop Smoke was Dior, which skyrocketed his fame and popularity to the next level after reaching millions of views online. Dior eventually became Pop Smoke's first platinum single and really solidified his place as a talented artist in hip-hop. The rising success of Pop Smoke even had hip-hop fans comparing him to the legend 50 Cent due to their similar cadence and boss-like approach. Everything was going unbelievably well for Pop Smoke up until February 19th, 2020, when TMZ broke the heartbreaking news that Pop Smoke was no longer with us after a home invasion in Los Angeles. The news absolutely shocked music fans across the world, with everyone wondering who did this to Pop Smoke and why. The answers to those questions would only be able to be answered by the LAPD who shockingly had none. That was until a few weeks ago, when the LAPD made a statement claiming that they've captured those responsible for the passing of Pop Smoke. Curious on how the LAPD solved this case? Well then we've got you covered. Here's an exclusive inside look on how the LAPD solved Pop Smoke's case. In February of 2020, Pop Smoke was in Los Angeles to celebrate the release of his second mixtape, Meet the Woo 2. While he was in Los Angeles, Pop Smoke and his entourage were renting an expensive Airbnb home in the Hollywood Hills, which was later revealed to be owned by the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Teddy Mellencamp and her husband Edwin Arajave. During his stay in Los Angeles, Pop Smoke was out partying and going on luxurious shopping sprees all while posting multiple photos and videos of those experiences on his Instagram page. One of those posts in particular was a 10 second video clip of Pop Smoke showing off his Amiri bags, which unfortunately included the address of the house he was staying at right on the label. There was also another post made by either Pop Smoke or his friend, that showed the two flexing in front of a Range Rover, with the house number clearly visible in the background. This sadly caught the attention of four Hoover criminals, who ultimately used this information to run up into Pop Smoke's Airbnb, which unfortunately resulted in the passing of Pop Smoke after he was shot multiple times. After this incident occurred, the LAPD quickly began to investigate the scene by collecting evidence, as well as interviewing witnesses, from those who were in the home to close-by neighbors. 
The people who were inside of Pop Smoke's home at the time this situation took place were detained by police while being questioned and apparently were extremely uncooperative, as you would probably expect since, you know, no snitching. The LAPD claimed that the little information they were given from witnesses was extremely unreliable and sketchy, stating that their stories were either proven to be false, or that they simply just couldn't stick to their original story. This caused a major roadblock in the LAPD's investigation. The only thing the LAPD thought they knew at the time was that this was a targeted hit and not a robbery. Those types of statements led Pop Smoke fans to believe that this was all an inside job, set up by those who were close to Pop Smoke and in his inner circle. Several months passed, and Pop Smoke's case was still unsolved, with little to no leads on who committed this act. The only new information that the LAPD had to give to the public was that the entire investigation process had been slowed down due to coronavirus, which resulted in very few detectives and resources available to help find the suspects in Pop Smoke's case. This news had a lot of Pop Smoke fans thinking that this would be one of those unfortunate circumstances where a rapper passes away and those responsible will never be brought to justice, such as Tupac or Biggie. That was until early July, when 50 Cent and Pop Smoke's label manager Steven Victor sat down and spoke with Ebro Darden 